Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Venture Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. It is a jam-packed show, more than usual, because in, in addition to the earnings, we have uh, a slew of other non-earnings headlines that are interesting. And on top of that, we really have to just start off with the, the overall nature of this market. And Dennis is going to uh, go on about whether he's uh, thrown in the towel or not on his bearish thesis. Uh, our guest today will be Fari Hamzi. He would join us at 8.35. Uh, in the meantime, Joel, what's the word here in the overnight trading session? Oh, another big up opening S&P futures up 22 and a half handles, 32.22. <clears throat> we were heading south a little bit, Spencer, uh, but a potential vaccine comes out in the middle of the night and boom, we are within striking distance of all-time high, pre-market high, 33.31 and a quarter. I'll give you two numbers. All-time closing high, 33.26. That's a big, big number. And then the all-time high at 33.37. Those are within our sights today. Crude back over $50, up a buck and a quarter and 50.86. Gold catching a bid up $2.30 at 15.57.80. Silver trying to rally up 4.4 cents at 17.60. Bitcoin just hanging out at the 9,000 handle, up $305. 6,000 shares have traded in the futures at 9,560. Triple D, we got some green on the screen again. I have a lot of thoughts. A lot <laughs> of thoughts. Do you want rants? When do you want me to go on the 20 minute rant? You tell um, me. I haven't I have had a lot breakfast of yet. So if you go now, I'll be back at 8.23. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts here. Okay, so this is my analogy, and I think this is how the markets are going to trade going forward. We've got a lot of bad news last night. A cruise ship gets quarantined in Japan, 10 people aboard. Um, deaths toll obviously increasing the numbers. Not great. S&P futures trade down. Overnight, what happens? Rumors of a vaccine. Vaccine rumors trump all. And here is the issue that I have for my short thesis is that Russia, you know, and everybody has been saying we're six months to 12 months away from a vaccine. But if we're going to rally 30 handles every single time we get rumors of a vaccine, we're going to probably get rumors of a vaccine in the next six months. We're probably going to get them three times a week. So if we're going to rally 30 handles every single time we get a vaccine, how can you be short? Because that's going to trump all. The rumors of the vaccine are going to trump all. And eventually they're going to get it. So if you just start doing the math on that, I mean, this market, which is, looks like it's poised to make new all-time highs here today, is going to continue to be driven by a vaccine, just like the trade deal. No deal, deal, no deal. For a year and a half, we were, you know, a yo-yo market, but every time we get rumors of a deal, we'd rally up and then we'd, you know, sell off a little bit. And we had rumors of a deal. It happened 50 times. The new trade deal, no deal, deal, no deal is going to be vaccine, no vaccine. It's working. It's not working. That's what's going to drive us. It's what drove us up on Friday. So Friday at the close, and obviously we got drove, I've been talking Friday night because Friday at the close, we got driven down. Um, we know that was, you know, where the, you know, obviously everybody capitulated, everybody who's bearish and, and obviously in the markets were really weak then. But Gilead came out with rumors of a vaccine and the markets, you know, were trying to trade higher that night. And then obviously we opened up and we went significantly higher. And a lot of that was to do, I believe, with, you know, Gilead having a drug that potentially worked. On their conference call last night, they weren't really as bullish on that drug as, as you would think. And, and part of the reason why the stock missed, but even when they were saying those comments, the stock started going down. But I'm just saying, if you're going to continue to get rumors of a vaccine every other day, how can you be sure at this market? Because that's going to drive the market higher. So it's like the deal, no deal. So I've taking, I'm taking my short thesis completely off the table. I do not think you know, this, you know, this coronavirus is contained. But I'm not even sure it matters at this point, unless it becomes a full-blown contagion. 
Um, you know, we're, and you know, you look and you even see stuff like this, Joel, you know, Nike last night, you know, and I've been saying, was it going to be multinational corporations that are going to warn on this coronavirus? We got the first one last night. Here's a, here's a headline from Nike, and this is a five minute rant, and I'm going to let you guys talk. Nike says half of Nike owned stores in China have been temporarily closed, says in the short term, we expect the situation to have a material impact on our operations in greater China. Stock fells off, sells off four bucks on that headline last night. You'd think that makes sense. Yeah. This morning, it's right back up. Why? Because we got the overall market going up because there's the potential of a vaccine. So vaccine headlines trump all. And we're probably going to get 50 of them in the next six months. So how do you be short this market? That's my question to you. Uh, the thing about the earnings, too, I mean, you're just coming off a good earnings system uh, season. So if there's going to be a material impact, you know, maybe we're too early. You know, maybe it's three months away. Maybe, you know, until the next earnings season. But I think your best analogy, though, is like the, um, you know, with deal the trade no deal? headlines. Yeah, deal or no deal, right? Yeah, yeah right? it's the same thing. Is the vaccine working? This one's maybe working. This one's maybe working. I, I, don't you see that? Like, am I just, you know, but I see that I'm trying to like, you know, and, and all markets are as, you know, predicting, you know, future events to a certain extent. I mean, you can use technicals to do that. Or you can use logic and you can use fundamentals. But if we're going to rip 30 handles every time we get rumors of a vaccine, how many rumors of a vaccine do you think we're going to get in the next six months until it's actually they come up with it? How many? Spencer, you're not just going to have, it's not okay, there's going to be no more talk of a vaccine. There's going to be talk of vaccines nonstop. So, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it. I don't have to think that. As I'm looking at the screen, I'm looking at the news. Right, price doesn't lie. I, you know, what you're saying, you know, is being played out in the in the marketplace. So, you know, it, it that's your thesis. You know, <clears throat> that's one thing that you you know that we do, and we try and admit when we're right and we're wrong. We're not always right on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I hedged. You know, probably. 20% of my portfolio with some puts and they're toast. So it is, it's what I did it. You know, I, you know, I still got some time on them, but I did it. I didn't hedge a hundred percent. I didn't, I wasn't going to sell stock because it's just, you know, selling stock, figuring out your basis, doing the taxes, buying it back. I mean, it's just, to me, it's way too complicated. So for me, the easiest thing was to put a hedge on, you know, 20% of my portfolio. Uh, the insurance was cheap. It was looking really it's good cheap. at one. Yeah, it was cheap at one time. It was cheap yep. for a reason. <laughs> now we know Obviously. Why. Yep. I am yep. so glad that, you know, obviously I sold a few stocks, but I am so glad that I did not short stocks, like get a full short portfolio going on the thesis of this coronavirus is going to continue to spread. Because you know what? I think it is going to continue to spread. I don't even think it's going to matter because they're going to have the vaccine headlines trumping it. Eventually, they will get this problem solved. It's a temporary problem. And the market just wants to buy dips. All dips get bought, it seems like. Nike down $4 last night because we're warning that the coronavirus is going to impact our China you know, earnings going forward, or at least for the next quarter, and they buy it right back. Carnival Cruise Lines, RCL, Norwegian, all go down significantly last night after hours after it was confirmed that 10 people on the Japanese, or the princess ship, have coronavirus and the whole ship's quarantined. Makes logical sense, you would think those stocks go down. Come in here this morning, all those stocks are trading higher. They don't care. So, I mean, when the market doesn't go down on bad news, um, how do you be sure with the markets? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on to the hedge, let those puts probably expire worthless. I mean, we still have some time. We have three, four weeks with it, um, or three weeks left with them. But it was a 1.5% hedge. I'm willing to eat the 1.5% hedge and move on. Glad I still have my portfolio. Can I offer this, this thought up? Maybe, yes, maybe the fact that we're getting all these vaccine headlines has everyone convinced that this is a temp the coronavirus is a temporary thing and like all temporary it is a temporary thing and like all temporary headwinds they don't matter because they're temporary right it is a temporary thing i mean sars was a temporary thing too though and the markets fell 20 percent, but the markets were more rational back then we didn't have this raw raw it was a different time 2003 the markets you know just came out of the, you know the tech bubble burst markets were more spooked you know even going to ebola when year was ebola 14 
2014. Yeah. So you're just you're still not back from the financial crisis lows. Market still gets spooked. This market doesn't get spooked about anything. This market just buys. And if it's a temporary problem, the market says, well, that's a temporary problem. So why would I sell stocks? I mean, if you don't think the coronavirus is a temporary problem, then you better be barricading yourself down because, you know, that's the apocalypse. So uh, obviously, you know, I believe it's a temporary problem. The market doesn't respond. You're correct, Spence. The market doesn't respond to temporary problems. This, mar this market doesn't respond to temporary problems. 2003 market SARS responds to temporary problems. But I'm not shorting stocks. Like I said, I'm going to keep the hedge on in case this thing really does get uglier in the next few weeks, which I think it's going to. But I think the vaccine headlines are just going to trump all. So, I mean, you look at the EEM. Here's ground, you know, not ground zero. FXI is more ground zero because it's direct China. But even looking at the FXI, and we've got a third of the losses back. EEM is halfway back, if not more after today. I mean, it's incredible resilience. The market, I really thought this time the market was going to actually have a uh, a dip. And I think a lot of other people did too. You know, it wasn't just me talking. You, you had a lot of other institutional money managers coming out and saying, hey, you know, this is a little bit spooked. Even on Friday, you had a lot of technical traders saying, hey, you know, this is, you know, a change, a, a game changer this Friday action. You know, I saw JC Peretz even, you know, getting a little bit bearish there on Twitter. That's all, you know, gone here in three days. It's just the dip, the buy the dippers win again. I mean, this is just this market. It's been this way for a decade buy the dip seems to always win. It even wins when we're faced with, you know, a virus that's killing uh, hundreds of people and eventually going to be thousands of people. You can do the quick math. It's going up 80 a day. I mean, we're over a thousand in China deaths. We're going to be next week. It doesn't matter. This market just buys. So I'm not sure it's not. Uh, also, I think, and just to bring in, you know, a little bit on the, uh, you know, political landscape, I think, you know, the damn debacle at the Iowa caucus, they still don't know who the hell won. I think that that is, I think the market likes that. I mean, if there was any threat from the Democratic side here with Bernie or uh, Elizabeth Warren or the other lady that or I'm not sure if is leading now, I think the market liked that too. So I think you have a little bit of a, a geopolitical or, you know, politics playing in a, a little bit of role. I think it's all vaccine this morning. All vaccine. And maybe that's, you know, and, and maybe that's right, hey, maybe but that's wrong, but. I, I think it's it's China. I think we're up because China's up, and China's up because they're not allowed. The vaccine. Not allowed. Short no, sell. Not allowed to short sell. Well, <laughs> so you could go on the whole manipulation, you know, argument here, too. I mean, China definitely did try to manipulate the markets higher. They were public about it. You know, we're, we're not allowed to sell short, or we're not allowed to, you know, we're not going to let certain people sell. So, you know, they were trying to manipulate their markets higher. That was not a free market, and it's still not that case. So, I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, aspect to argue in, in a favor of the bulls. I mean, the but bearish thesis that I was giving, in a, you know, here I am. Like, I'm calling myself out that, you know, I, I'm calling myself out I'm wrong last week. Like, the market is telling me that I'm wrong. Um, I bought puts. Those puts quite possibly are going to expire worthless. We don't know. We got, what, what do we got, February 24th? So you got what? 21 days or three weeks left. Yep. I mean, three weeks from Friday, right? Yeah, three. No, two weeks. From two Friday. weeks from Friday. Two yep. weeks from Friday. Yep. So they're yep. probably going to expire worthless. Um, I was very nervous at the time. It was cheap insurance. I bought the cheap insurance. I'm moving on. I'm, I, I said I wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong in the way, though, that the virus is getting more contained. I feel like it's not getting contained, but the market's just ignoring that. And, and it's you're just still wrong. Up anyways. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> It's a lose-lose. How did that happen? I wanted the virus to contain. I wanted people to stop dying. And we're not seeing that happen. I mean, you can say the numbers. And here's, you know, another, you know, food for thought is, you know, we were going up, you know, 3,500. Well, you can say, well, the progression analysis that we were showing before isn't following anymore. But they don't have the resources to test over a certain amount. So you have people waiting in the queue to get tested. So you're never going to see this. You know, we have 25,000 confirmed cases in, in Wuhan, you know, overnight. Because they just don't have the resources to test that many people. That doesn't mean it's not the case. So, you know, the, the unknowns here are just incredible. I mean, there's so many unknowns, but the market doesn't care. The market doesn't care about unknowns. It's getting driven higher by hopes of a vaccine, just like we were getting driven higher by hopes of a trade deal. That drove us higher again and again and again. Every time we got hopes of a trade deal, we get driven higher. Every time we're going to get hopes of a vaccine in the next six months, we're going to get driven higher as well. How do you short stocks? All right. I'm That's not shorting it. anything. 
Just rip that cell key right off your computer. All it's right. been the best move in the last no, – it's been the best move forever. We're at all-time highs. So every cell in your long-term portfolio has been wrong. I lighten up my long-term portfolio. Last week, I'm proven wrong here. You know what? I'll probably scramble if we get a pullback on a coronavirus headline. I'll probably scramble to get some of my long-term portfolio back. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the majority of my stuff's just hedged. Those puts will expire, cost me one and a half percent. I'm still long. I'm, I'm very invested, even though um, I'm less invested once the puts obviously expire. But, well, it doesn't matter because the puts are worthless. They're worthless. It was three, $3.70 on SPY. So that's what, you know, I'm going to lose on that portion of it. And obviously, my portfolio still continues to go higher, even though those puts, you know, probably expire worthless. All right. Incredible uh, resilience. This is, the, this is the most resilient market. It, we always said how resilient it was. This is another level of resilience. I hear you on that. I really do. But can I come in and short Tesla this morning? Because look at that candle. <laughs> look at that candle at the close. It was an all. It was only a hundred bucks. It fell a hundred bucks in like four minutes. It went. I don't even know if there was a headline. It just like they decided to start taking profits. It went from nine sixty. I saw and it. At nine sixty, at like I'm trying to grab the time. I think it's like a three, right around three fifty maybe, three forty eight, and yeah. then by going just to the bottom of that candle, by I'm trying to grab the numbers. I heard to grab there, Joel. Can you look at yeah, it? Yeah, I'm eight? trying to. I got it. Yeah, I know. I just there's so many trades, so we're looking through so many trades. And I know, and then like I'm eight. I'm ballparking like eight fifty five because I can't even grab the low trade on that. Eight fifty five, literally like five or six minutes later. So it fell 100 points in five minutes. Not, not 8.55. It, it, uh, it, it peaked at um, 9.68. 9.68 at 15.48. I got the number. Yeah. Yep. And then it bottomed at 15.55. Seven minutes at later. 8.50 at 8.60 even. So it fell over 100 points in seven minutes. But I, I tell you, I know what happened on that one. What? People were like, we're going to a thousand, baby. We're yeah. going to a thousand. Yeah. Oh, I miss buying. I, we're going to come this far. We got to go to a thousand. It's come yep. this far. I had a reporter call me yesterday, and I even said that to the reporter. <laughs> I, I didn't, they didn't quote me on that, but I, I was quoted on something. I, I was quoted on, uh, I, I'm too scared to, sh I, I said, I'm. I, I, I'm scared to short this thing. I mean, so she who, quoted who me called on that. You? Who called I, you? And I did, but I talked to the reporter for like five or 10 minutes on Tesla. And I can remember, you know, just saying it's, it's on a 950, probably going to a thousand. I was thinking it too. So who, who, everybody else apparently got it too. Those hey, people hey, are hey, hurting right I, now. I, I want to interrupt for a second. Uh, we're a few minutes late. I want to bring in our guest, uh, Fari Hamza from Hamza. Oh, Fari. Yeah. It's like we're running, we got a little carried away on the, uh, the, the, the shorting the market uh, discussion. Bring so in Fari. I got to get Fari's Fari thoughts here. I got to get Fari's and let's, see, let's see how he feels. Fari, good morning. Morning. You guys got me? Can you, oh, hold up. We, we hear you. How about the – oh, video. There we go. You got a video. We hear you, Fari. Yeah. What to my video? I put in a special colon on today. What's going on? <laughs> Fari, I got to talk to you about the coronavirus. Well, so this is something – Listen, this got for a small be... fee, you can have anything done. It's just, I'm a trader. I'm a whore. But I didn't this check what's up. This is something that's got to be in your wheelhouse, though. What are your thoughts? Ignore the markets for a bit. What are your exactly, thoughts? Exactly. Actually, I had a guest brought into one of our webinars who was researching to talk about that. What What are your thoughts here as you see no creation? The issue is incubation more... period. What, what is it? Incubation period. This is a okay. long incubation period. What we have to look at is the death rate. If the death rate remains about 2%, 2 point, let's say 2.5%, maybe under 3 we're okay. If it starts edging above that, we've got a pandemic coming. What then, does that mean? Why do the markets not care? Why do the markets not care? Because right now, the, the reporting, the, the death rate is reported. Remember, you're dealing with China. The death rate reported, if you believe that their numbers, if you believe their news, are they real news or fake news? If you believe their number, remember it's a controlled society. Um, the death rate of bad flu, if it starts rising, if it gets into let's say seven percent, eight percent, it's going to take the whole world. It's going to be pandemic. It's going to be this market is way overpriced. 
What what are you yeah, doing? Are you hedging yourself? Like, cause this is what I was saying last no, no, week. No, I don't hedge. I use PFT signals. I talked to Captain Tico. He says, "Go long. We went long Sunday night. Look where we are. <laughs> Let's go long." <laughs> and then we will short it. No, we were short the week before. We took ninety-five handles in two days. Why did you cover? Why did you cover? My signals. What are you doing? I should follow your signals. I I I took ninety handles out of it too, and then I didn't cover any. Why me? I was short them. Well, I, I bought puts right near the highs. This market comes down 75 handles. I was way up in the puts, and I didn't cover any. Why did oh, you wow. cover? Murray, Murray, hold up. Where's up? Can I share my screen with you guys? Yeah, of course you can. Right, right, Do let's, that. Yeah, let's see what we got for you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Come here. Okay, is this, can, can you see up here? Okay. Do you see the pressure now? When we hit here, this one, this area was 95 handles, okay, in S&P. So it turns out to be 900 puts on the Dow. Then we, we said that cat bounce coming. That night we covered and said that cat bouncing coming. Be careful. We go up two days, but we did not go long. We did not go long. And then my biggest mistake was this close right there. Look at where it was, zero sigma. When you at on the sigma level, you come in from underneath and you can't get to above. This was a sell signal right there. Next day was 60 handle down. Look what's happening on the internals. Okay, look at the double. My bottom on the McKellen, look at the up to down ratio. Remember, this is a mass decline. This is volume. You can't get better than this. So that was a short. You have to buy this short. So we went long Friday night. And now we're another 27 handle. What is it trading at now? Uh, we're going to be all-time highs today. We're going all-time highs. Murray, we're, we're making money. We're going to be happy, <laughs> Murray. Come on, come on. Welcome to my America. I'm going to just sit and just follow your indicators here because you I had the first part second, of the indicators right, but I missed the you, buy. You I missed the buy. Listen, listen, hold on, hold on. Let me give you something. Just because of that, because you're a good good guy and you believe that you're humble and you admit your issues up front, let me give you something to think about. We, we should all be like Dennis and admit, admit our issues up front. Exactly. exactly. I have a lot of issues. <laughs> this is as of last night. We beat S&P five years compounded for 5% each year. This is Trump. We're 5% above Trump. Market goes up, we go up. Market goes down, we go up. Market goes down, we go up. Boom, 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 boom. I got to just invest with Farah. This is the result. All right, so wait, so far Eight so years, hold on, let me finish. My dog. <laughs> he pat himself on the back. Let him pat himself on the Where's back. Where's my cigar? I was him with a cigar speaking. Hold on. <laughs> you got the cigar. <laughs> Eight, pat, yeah, it was my nickname, my daughter, General Pat. Eight years, number one, senor. Eight years. Okay, so, 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 going, going forward, so going, going forward here, Fari. Yes, sir. What are you doing? Oh, uh, we're cautiously long right now. We took some uh, uh, cost spreads on the earnings. We were not aggressive on the earnings because we had been burned before, uh, but on the futures, Jesus, our, you want to see our futures will be done? Okay, Mari, hold on. Let's go, let's go there. Uh, this is the OTF. I mean, I don't believe our own results. That's how crazy they have been. Here's our recap. <laughs> on the in, seriously, on the NQ side, hold on, let me open this. This is out of like the night before. Yep. On the NQ side, Okay. Let me go here. You won't be sorry if you listen to Fari. Or invest with Fari, apparently. That's what the man says. Uh, I, I don't want to keep you on too long because I know you have to be off by, by 8.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so can you... Okay. Look what we have done. I want to know what Captain like Tico thinks. Over in Q trading on four contracts. On a, on a unitary basis, on every four contracts, we're up, but we're done, not done too well on it. Yes, but as you guys know, we, we uh, where's my cursor? We talked about what we've done. Where's my, there you go, okay. Look what's happened here. Look at this number. Here, sh share your screen again so we can see. Oh, it says, oh, I thought it was share, sorry. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Okay, so here. I thought it was share. There we go. Here we are, I'm gonna show you. This is what we have done on the, uh, <laughs> hold on, we have, this is what we have done. Look at it, 749. <laughs> Can you believe the numbers? I don't believe it myself. It's four contracts. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah, and there's a backup for every trade. Yeah, but look at the dates. This is the dates. This is the dates. You can see right here what we have traded each day. Boom. And some of them were heavy. You have a few losses. I had a 
82 handle lost them. They per four units, okay? Not not easy. Ooh. Wakes you up. Yes, yes. But look at our gains. I had a on the well, look at this one. 180 gain in handles in one day. And that was like we were trading only two or three contracts. But that was not that was uh, the first the last FOMC of the year. So no no. This volatile, you know what I'm printing here for the for campaign? Yeah, eight Tell more us years. Thinking going forward. I want eight more years of this craziness. This is because <laughs> Trump has made I like craziness too. Oh, oh, I don't know. I can't take eight of this. I don't know about that. I'll be, yeah, but, but, I'll, I know, but I'll be in the but, loony bin. I'll be in Florida with Fari. Joe, the issue yes, is sir. The, the, the results we're getting from this craziness up, down, up, down. Look at the big moves, the switch. Look at the gap. We've never had it before. There'll be nights here. I worked like between midnight to 3 a.m. and took the rest of the day off because it's the sheer power this thing has created. So it's crazy. I, uh, probably, I don't think we can last. Sorry, where's Captain Tico? Where's Captain Tico? And what does he think? First of all, he got it. First of all, he got it. It was during December. We found out that uh, he's going to get a promotion coming. Is Captain Tico sitting beside you right now, trainer? Is he no, sleeping? No, no, he's in? sleeping. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Come on, the money that. never sleeps. So it's not Captain Tico. Is that you want to see him? Yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah, we're we... gonna get Captain Tico's coming. The captain. Uh, Here comes the captain. This has gone off the rails. I fear this has really gone off the rails. But now we got to get <laughs> Captain Tico on him. We will get the analysis right from the source. This Wait. is Fari's secret. This is his, where he gets all of his analysis from right here. Captain Tico. Oh, makes the call. There he is! Yeah. There's Captain Tico. Tico. He's right awake there. now. Captain Tico okay. says, what's going on? This is Captain Tico. You, we woke him up. First of all, <laughs> I'm too here's your loud. issue, Dennis. The reason he's doing this, <laughs> he's got a promotion. Now he's Vice Admiral Tico. He got a recess appointment from Trump because Moscow Mitch was too busy with the impeachment during the December. So in the final day of the year, he became vice admiral Tico. Right. One, one more question. I think he's able to Tico... change his name and handle everything on Twitter. Because <laughs> vice admiral Tico. <laughs> is Captain Tico worried about the coronavirus? Because we hear it can go from animal to human to animal. So is he worried that if you get the coronavirus, that he could potentially get it? Is Captain Tico worried about this? Ooh, what do you think? Let's see. What do you think? <laughs> I think yes, he's concerned. He looks worried. He looks worried. That's a signal. He looks worried to me. I, I changed one of the monitors. He's noticed the environment has changed. Boo boo, it's okay. It's okay. Go. Let's talk. Let's uh, get a chat here. Uh, but you know, no, I think I don't want to scare people. I've been wrong before. Um, I've seen how others get scared easily. But you I'm know, scared. I remember when the Fukushima happened, somebody said this is Chernobyl, and everybody else said, no, you're wrong. A month later, it was worse than Chernobyl, or close to it in terms of the damage years forward. Uh, all of these. So you're, are, you're not getting rid of your cell button on your computer. Uh, well, I'm long right now, but you know, into a day. Look at listen. When was the last time you were seeing twenty on a fifteen-minute ATR? You were reading of 20, 22, 23, or 18s. These are huge average true range on a fifty-one. I'm saying 15 minute NQ chart. So when you look at it like that, you have to realize the the, 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 the machine is telling you how bad the volatility is. And we usually use one, one and a half times of that for our stops. Imagine you put a 35, yesterday we had a 35 handle stop on NQ. You know what? It, 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 it defies most of the uh, lowering of the margins that the brokers will give you because it's so wide. It's very dangerous. I tell people uh, in the last FOMC meeting, the one that we just had, not the one in December, but the one we had, I told people, hands off. Don't trade. These are my traders. I'm the headset with me. Do not trade. This is way beyond you can touch. If you go something wrong, it's going to be your neck. You're going to cut your neck. So it's not easy. The, the, the stress is heavy. You know, I, I gotta, you know, I don't drink, but every once in a while, I feel like, I wish, oh, gee, I, I need that, <laughs> that, 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 uh, 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 what do you call it? A little cab or a little uh, 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 Kendall Jackson. A night cab. Yeah. Class. All right. Fari, we're going to let you go. Farham we, we love you, Fari. We love you, guys. We love you. All the best. Always in it. Always. Best. Spencer, all the best. We always love you, man. Always in it. We're going to get you back on soon, Fari. I love it.
It's always an adventure. All right, it is. Oh, it's always an adventure. It's eight thirty. Let's let's get to some earnings here. <laughs> earnings? Through, so. You want to talk earnings? stocks, Spencer? What the hell's wrong with you? What's the earnings? What's their earnings? Gosh, Are we in earnings season? Is this a stock show or what? I haven't talked one earnings. Report. I thought it was Animal Planet. Yeah, I thought so too for a minute there. All right, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to Disney here. Let's just start with Disney. Okay, I just uh, say one thing. If I would have brought my dog on and, and Perry would have saw Captain Tico, Perry barks at, uh, at any animal Perry would have on TV. The computer screen. I know, it would have been. I, it would have been ugly. We would have had a okay, dog. Okay, go ahead. Right earnings. What do you want to do? Uh, right, house, the, mouse? The, yeah, the Disney report was good. Their earnings per share came in at a buck 53 versus a buck 44 estimate. Sales or revenue 20.86 versus 20.79 billion dollars. They also said uh, they had some really good subscriber uh, figures. Uh, yeah. Disney Plus had, let me pull the, I uh, had the exact number up and now I lost it, but it was 20. Uh, Hulu was at 30.7 million subscribers. ESPN Plus 7.6 million uh, subscribers, and Disney Plus was at 26 million subscribers. Uh, that Disney Plus figure is around where Netflix was uh, after their first quarter uh, of, of, of launching their, of their product. But um, a good report for Disney. They did also say they talked about the coronavirus. They talked about China a little bit on the call there, but a good report overall. They said they didn't know how it's going to impact them. Yeah. Um, I think, and they said the China closure is, it's, I don't think it's a, a huge revenue. Their Shanghai Park, it's not a huge chunk of their revenue. So um, they did say, obviously, that, that's going to be an issue on how long it's closed. But they didn't think that was going to hit it overall. And I don't know if people are that scared to go out and go to Disney World yet. He's saying he's not seeing that. I believe Becky Quick asked him that question. I think it was Becky that was interviewing him, um, asked um, that question specifically. Um, so they're saying they're not seeing that yet, but they didn't rule that out. So stock was popping and it dropped and then it popped. It's kind of all over the place on this. I don't want to own it because I do believe if this contagion does continue, this is the kind of stock that is going to get hit. So I'm not going to own this stock uh, for that reason. The second reason is that Disney Plus product, um, it's got glitches in it too, I tell you. Like I keep finding like they need to improve it. It needs to be improved. It, it came out in November, and I was like, oh, look at all these cool movies I haven't seen before. The one thing I've been saying is they're not getting new content. They put a new show on there like it feels like every other week. It's really slow, the content coming on there. I don't see anything I want to watch on it now. If I didn't have kids, I would unsubscribe. Um, and the second thing is it's like I'm part of the way through the movie, and then I go to rewind it, and then the rewind box on the corner doesn't go off the screen, and I have to go right out and go back in. And there's another issue, too, where if you've watched part of the movie, but you want to restart the movie, you got to go right out and right back in, and you have to go back and forth a couple times to get it to actually work. There's some glitches in it. And maybe that's new. Maybe they're going to fix all that stuff. But there's definitely, it's glitchy, too. It does not feel like a threat to Netflix at all. That is what I will say. Um, so we don't know, like, going forward what that means. Netflix is ripping here again. I got off the bear thesis. I gave the same argument three weeks ago when Netflix was 3.30, saying I'm getting off the bear, bear thesis on Netflix because I feel like Disney Plus is no threat. I thought it was. I was wrong. I'm glad I got off the bear thesis because Netflix is now $375. I'm going to reiterate it again. I don't think this Disney Plus is a big threat. And unless they start getting new content, I don't think it's going to be a big driver of revenue for them either. Reason I sold my Disney. Uh, well, a couple things here. You know what's really slow loading up? Um, Amazon Prime or Amazon Plus. What do they call their TV thing? I can't remember. Amazon Prime, Prime Video? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm watching that show, that marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which you and Chubbs love. I, it's okay. But, I mean, it takes forever for that thing to load up, and then they don't bring you to the right episode. But uh, for me, the point of control in Disney is 146. Throw out the high, throw out the low. Quiet consolidation here uh, over the last half hour. Trying to punch through 146. Uh, 145.59 was yesterday's high. I just, you know, and then a couple highs is under there. So if Disney can rip through 146 – I think you might run up and, you know, get up to that area. But to me, I've had about a 50% retracement, a little bit more than that. So, you know, 146, that's my number in Disney. So old to you, I don't want to own Disney. Not interested no matter what. Okay. Next, that's just my opinion. Next. Wait, I, I have one last thing to add on Disney. So remember, it's funny how narratives change, right? Uh, a year or maybe it was two years ago now, all you would hear about Disney, and, and we did this too, was uh, ESPN. 
they're losing subscribers, losing subscribers. Yeah, what are true. they going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah. Well, last quarter, ESPN subscribers fell four and a half percent, the largest subscriber drop uh, in history. And it doesn't matter. It's not part of the narrative anymore. They have no, the narrative is it's Disney Plus, and they right. actually, you know, when the original numbers came out, the Disney Plus subscribers were above. They ripped the stock on that. They care about those subscriber numbers. I just think this product, I think it's riding, you know, it's still early and there's a lot of people that tried the product. There's a lot of people that got it for free. Like you were saying, Spencer, I'm one of them. I just don't think it's good enough. I don't think it's, it looks clean, but there's just not enough new shows. And I don't know, maybe it's that they're really fussy with the content they put out and Netflix will just throw out all kinds of stuff. They like throw, you know, they have so much new content. I go on Netflix and I see <clears throat> all kinds of new things to watch. There's nothing new to watch on this. It's all the same stuff that came out in November. There's literally like five new shows since November. I feel like it's five new shows. Hamilton. You can see uh, Hamilton coming up, the <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the, the, the content coming out is just too slow. They need to speed up how they get the content out there. They have the resources to do it if they start to focus on it like Netflix. But I feel like this is like a side project for them. All right. All right. Next. And, and the stock rally 30 Next. bucks on that. Next. Why does it feel like so typically in earnings season, it feels like if a company beats on their earnings and misses on their revenue, uh, the market cares more about the earnings and the revenue print. In this earnings season, it feels like the opposite. They're right. They just care about whatever the part of the good news is. Yes, exactly. They're just focused on the that. good news. The okay, glass, the, the glass is always that. half full with this market. Even with coronavirus and people's dying, well, we're going to get a vaccine. There's going to be not that many people dying in a little while. They're, the look market finds a way to look positive. It's the most positive glass full market I've ever seen. I'm looking at Snapchat here. Their EPS beat three cents versus one cent, and their sales missed five sixty million versus five hundred and sixty-two million. Uh, and their Q1 sales guidance was in line. But it seems like uh, it's got to be at least the third or fourth company I've seen to beat on the EPS, miss on the sales, and then and fall afterwards. Are you selling it down here, Joel? Seventeen fifty down eight percent in this market. Uh oh no, no. Exactly. Do you know why? Why? They're working on a, um, a, a vaccine. They're working on a vaccine. It's true. That's going to drive all boats higher. Uh, yeah. A vaccine lifts all boats. <laughs> yes. No, we got down. We've already had the low. We got down below 1650. Who's selling that thing down there? I mean, this is like stock's been in favor. I'll look at this thing in three weeks. I'll be making new highs. I mean, this is how this market works. I'm not selling anything down 7%. I don't know if it's going straight there. I don't know the path. And I don't know. I, the wild card is still this virus. And that's why I'm not really getting rah-rah bullish here either. I'm just going with what I got. I, like I said, I have the little hedge on here. It makes no logical sense to me that the market continues to make new all-time highs, but this market has defied logic for a long time, and it's really defying logic now. So really, if you think the market's going higher, how do you sell Snap down 7%? It's still loved. People are believers here. Um, if the market continues to go higher, this stock will be making new highs, in my opinion. Okay, I think that the low for the day is in. I mean, they slammed it down to 1608, and uh, the buy the dippers have been coming in here. So I think you had a little of a overshoot on the downside. I think if uh, you backed up to the 1650 area, I might uh, get a little bit interested because you had one, two, three, four, five lows in a row at the beginning of the year. So I'm, I'm looking at 1650 ahead of that. If you're looking through, you know, you want more on the upside here, let's see if you can get to 1770. Uh, all those people that caught that early dip, they're just letting it go at 1770 here. So that's uh, 1650, 1770, uh, early range for Snap. And full disclosure, I just like, I don't understand the product and will never use it. You have followers on that, right? It's yeah, it's like any. And then it, you send a picture, and then it goes away immediately, right? Well, yeah. I third, mean, there's a dancing hot dog. Not, not immediately. I mean, yes, that's part of it, Joel. And See, yes, Spencer's just saying that to appease me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's I okay. Compare <laughs> Snap. Okay, so AMD, for instance. You know, we we talk about this buy the dip mentality. It stayed down for about three days on their disappointing earnings, and now it's ripping higher. So maybe you think snap, maybe, you know, you don't buy on the first day, don't buy on the second day. But once you get two, three lows in the same area, that's when you strike. And look at the AMD setup. This is going to be similar, I think, to your snap setup eventually. You have the low 4610, 
The next day, you got down to, oh, you couldn't try to take it out, 46.13. Then we got a little inside candle. Then we come out, we'll try one more time, take out the slow, 46.23. Triple bottoms in place, AMD now ripping, it's over 50 bucks. So you get those setups where you got two, three lows in the same area. That's where you lean on. That's where you get out. So if you are looking to buy this, I wouldn't do it on day one. Wait until you got two, three lows in the same area. Um, obviously, we're going to open and we're going to have a lower candle here at 1750 or wherever it is. Let's see where this candle is. Let's see where the next candle is. But it seems like two, three days, they start to forget about the last earnings report and they just start buying. This way uh, I want to give one more number here. Uh, if you do get a follow-through rally here, you get back into the 18 handle, just be aware you got a trio of lows at 1820. 1823 fills the gap. So if you're looking for more on the upside here, uh, I look at that as resistance. Uh, let's step away from earnings here for one second. Let's just talk this uh, eBay rumor, or maybe it's more than a rumor. ICE is going to buy eBay? I mean, what's going on here? That's the report from Dow Jones that the owners of the New York Stock Exchange and Intercontinental Exchange, ticker ICE, they've approached eBay multiple times. And we know eBay has some uh, activist uh, investors on board. Starboard uh, yeah. has been in there, and I believe was Icon in there at one time. Uh, Starboard uh, is in there for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if Icon's still kicking around. Maybe he was, is sniffing around previously. But So that's why eBay got that spike right there on the chart it's crazy spike on the chart look at what they did to ice on that rumor too holy mackerel like just on rumor they hate people or they hate the companies that are doing the acquiring they adopted that 10 bucks on that it gave up its entire run from 20 so this stock was right up near the highs in 2020 it and it gave back the entire run in how long did that take oh about an hour so we'll give back the entire month of gains in one hour because there's a rumor we might buy ebay it's bouncing back here this morning. If this rumor doesn't materialize, that was just a great buying opportunity yesterday for ICE. eBay, it's been a dog for a while. If it gets bought, obviously that's a different story. But if it doesn't get bought, I'd expect the trend, the recent trend and resumption of the downtrend to continue. So I've always made more money selling stocks that are spiking. And it's hard to fade. It's hard to short a stock that's in play. And we don't know. This, is, this came from, I think this came from WSJ, didn't it? Right, Dow Jones. Yeah, Dow Jones. So, I mean, this is a legitimate source. This isn't, you know, some, you know, online publication. This is Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones. So, it's a legitimate source. I don't understand. I can't really fathom why they would want to buy eBay, but maybe they're looking for different opportunities. Somebody said it's a crypto play. I don't really see it, Um, but. It's hard to it's hard to make a call on something when it's in play. I just yeah, maybe if it came back down to the thirty six dollar area, yeah. Yeah, but it's still it's it's been an underperformer for so long. I'd rather buy ice on the weakness than buy eBay on the strength. Okay, that makes sense. What about Uh, 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 quick ask? Someone's just asking about Twitter here, and uh, boom, you got to get to thirty four fifty here. I mean, that's a wall there, full disclosure. I've been long that thing. I'm longer for a long time. Staying long it. Don't have a target. But uh, next leg up, get to 34.50. That's a quick look at Twitter. What about I this? sold I sold my Twitter in the worries because, uh, and it was more of a swing trade long. So I sold all my swing trade longs when I was worried last week with the coronavirus. Obviously, mistake so far. Okay, what Spencer. About, yeah, I want to do the automotives. The automotive. Oh. Okay, let's go there. Yeah, was- and this is really interesting. It just goes to show you the same thing I've been saying. If you've got the, the company disappointing in front of you, you want to be reporting second. So give us the Ford and give us the GM. Let's do them together. Ford right. reported last night, disappoints the street. Give us those numbers and give yeah. us the GM numbers. Ford last night, GM this morning. So Ford earnings per share, 12 cents versus a 15 cent estimate. Sales uh, beat uh, by a smidge. 36.6 versus $36.4 billion. So a mixed report for Ford yesterday. GM this morning, uh, same story. EPS beat $0.05 cents versus $0.01. Cent. Sales missed $30.8 billion versus $31 billion. So a mixed report for both GM and Ford as far as the last quarter earnings. And GM also gave some uh, fiscal year EPS guidance that was – Which wasn't good. No, it wasn't the guidance great. wasn't good either. The estimate, the estimate was at the very, very high range of the, uh, the high end of the range that they gave. So, this is 
just a classic example. These two, these, these two reports, uh, actually, I think the GM report is worse. And you can say, well, why is Ford down 8% and GM up 2% when they both, you know, had similar earnings reports and GM actually, you know, basically warned on the earnings. They had the fiscal year looking at 20. Analyst estimates were up at 623. They said we're going to be 575 to 625. It almost looks like a warning. And the stock is trading higher on this because Ford set the bar so low last night for this and Ford getting beat up that now expectations suddenly are much lower for GM. Well, GM didn't do worse than Ford, so we're going to come in and buy GM. That's the mentality of this market. And that's what happens. We've been talking about this trade for a long time, where if you report first, if you're the second company reporting, the bar gets set lower for you and you actually you know, benefit from that. The UPS FedEx for a long time has been the case. FedEx comes out, last few earnings reports, they disappoint. UPS you know, can come out and you know, now the bar is set lower and they don't absolutely disappoint, the stock goes higher. I know UPS got fallen the last few days, something else going on there. That's a completely different story though. But Ford set the bar so low, that's why GM is higher this morning. It's ridiculous, but that's the way this market works. Uh, they really warped up on Fords. Uh, they took it down to 810. Holy mackerel. And you bounced off there. You bounced off 810. Boy, I don't know if you're going to get back down there. Buyers have already been stepping up since then. Uh, I'll just use right here where we're trading right now. Uh, 845 was your low back um, on October 3rd. Or excuse me. Uh, yeah, October 3rd. So uh, there's your support. You're opening the support here. Looks pretty tight. I don't know. You give it a day or two. Maybe let it put a double or a triple bottom in on, um, you know, on a, on a daily chart as opposed to this. But ah, just uh, stock's been an underperformer. And now we know uh, government motors. Uh, Lisa was talking to me about this one the other day. And I'm like, this thing's gone nowhere forever, you know. So I don't know if she nibbled at it or not. Uh, but I mean, you're getting Lisa does pop. trades without you, without your knowledge. She, she, uh, yeah. She well, has she, access. She, she logs in and does them without your knowledge. Yes. Well, oh. she'll discuss it with me first. All her winners. All uh, her winners. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to talk to her about Tesla. Uh, but, uh, is she holding? She's still holding Tesla? Yeah, that is, she doesn't. She's a long term. She has investor. so much other stuff going on. Like the, she's not the, even looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the like, frothy levels don't. Lisa's not concerned with the frothy levels. She's. Just I will tell them. you, she does kind of like her long term investing. Like it's kind of like yours. Like if she sees a stock or something she really likes and it's way high, she's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna wait for it to get down here." You know, she doesn't chase a lot. The Tesla was a chaser, but um, she really it was a good chase. It. Yeah. Where did she buy Tesla? 410. When? At, at 410. No, when? When was the buy? Like how oh, long ago? God. I, we were out like at a the month mall. ago? We, uh, maybe a little bit. When was it at 410? When we a were month out ago. The, yeah. Well, it was a little wow. bit. Wow. So she yeah. doubled her money in a month. We all need to invest with Lisa. Yeah. No, but, That's impressive. Uh, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, GM, like I said, that was a long rant to try and give some technicals on the stock. I mean, you're opening, had a big old range. Let's see where you got a couple highs at. Um, 35 and a half. Where are you at? 3505. You didn't get there in the pre market. I see 35 half is resistance. And then uh, yesterday's, or I use the close as support. Where we close at yesterday? 3437. But uh, this thing, I, I've watched this thing trade in a day. This thing is like all over the place. I but, can't uh, just see. Maybe they rip it just because I they're going to eventually get some electric cars. But there's easier places to put your money and better places to put your money. Yeah, go nowhere. Cars. I mean, what's the divvy on it? Is there? Is there well, a... that's what it's in. It's in for the dividends, four point three three percent. It's like a, it's a cash cow. Is uh, the, is, is the growth still... going to get there? I, maybe when they get to electric. But you know, did you hear what CFO says? I'm reading this from the pro. This came from Reuters. Yeah, I was about to say that. Are you? This is this is absurd. Are, are you referring to Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. This okay. I'll, I'll, I'll so read it. So okay, we obviously haven't been listening to the conference call because we've been doing because we're show. doing the show live. But I I am so tempted now to go back after we're done here and listen to this conference call because this sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> Apparently, this, the the CFO GM was asked about Tesla uh, and the stock on the, the run up call, which I can only imagine. He answered through the most gritted teeth he could possibly have. 
uh, and be as politically correct uh, as he could because, wow, that takes guts to ask that question. Um, but, uh, yeah, he said, he said it's a compelling investment. I, I mean, what else is he supposed to say? I mean, there's nothing you can say. As Why would you say that? He says well, it's a compelling investment opportunity. I, I, I think he's being polite. What does he mean? GM wants to buy Tesla? What the hell does that mean? I think he's being polite, Dennis. What's that mean? GM, I, he says it's a compelling investment opportunity. The GM of, of, of the, 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 the CFO of GM says that Tesla is a compelling investment You're reading too much into this. You're reading too much. Into, I I'm mean, reading the headline. I, I, All I have is the headline. I'm not on the conference call. I, neither am I. I'm saying it sounds like to me he's just being polite. That's it sounds absurd that you would say something like that. Okay, fine. So are we? Are you not a compelling investment opportunity? Is your own stock not a compelling? I, I don't know. Anyways, that's just I cannot believe that was being said. So I'd like to know the. He got asked. He was asked questions. We need is, to go back and listen to this conference call and get the context. What is he supposed for why to say? That was said. What is he supposed to say, Dennis? Not it's a compelling investment opportunity. Saying you know they're doing very well. They're firing all all cylinders, and we're going to get them. You know we're going to come and with our electric cars, and we're going to be right there with them. That's what I want to hear him say. I don't want to hear him say it's a compelling investment opportunity. Tell me you don't you don't have your own like you you don't want to invest in your own company. Anyways, that's a horrible thing to say, in my opinion. Wow, I I think you really took. How do you really feel, Dennis? You really took it out of context there. Okay, I, I, I don't know the context of it, but I'm just reading it from you know the Reuters headline there and saying, wow, maybe the Reuters took it out of context. But I'm okay. absolutely shocked that that was said. <laughs> okay, what other earnings would you like to discuss? We can do Gilead. Let's go of- Macy's. Okay, Macy's. Yes, that's a warning. I, I wanted to do this earlier, and, and then I got distracted. This was not earnings; it was a guidance warning. Yeah. They lowered their sales guidance uh, for the quarter and for the year. They said they're also uh, closing 125 stores over the next three years, uh, and all in all, just not a great. Uh, well, it's never a great bullish time to warn. Everything's bullish. Good news is good news. Bad news is good news. Macy's lowers guidance, closing stores down. Sounds good to me, the market says. Let's buy it higher. I can't, I mean, you can't use logic in this market, you know, and, and people have said this before and they just trade technicals. Maybe you just got to do that. Look at the technicals, do that. You try to trade with logic. I've, tried, I've, I've made a lot of money in my 20 year professional career trading with logic. But I'll tell you right now, this market does not trade with logic at all. So you think like cruise line's going to go down last night. We got a quarantine. 10 people got coronavirus. Well, probably not good for the cruise lines. Oh no, they bid those stocks up. Macy's cuts. You know, we're going to cut our guidance. We're going to close some stores down. Now they're going to buy the stock up because of that. I mean, maybe expectations so low here. I don't know. It's a completely different story, but market rallies. Uh, it seems like they're just fine reasons to buy stocks. I have no idea. Uh, 17 bucks. Let's see what happens there. If in fact it can get over 17, where are we trading right now? We are trading in the 16 handle, nothing hard, you know, like no, like 17, 17, 17, you know, multiple highs, but I do see like 1694, 1718, 1711, 1717. So I'm just looking at resistance in this. I'm not interested yeah. in buying it either. And maybe that's the way to look at it. Look at it technically. I mean, I always say, and you're going back to the overall market here, you don't want to be short a stock making new all-time highs. Well, this market is going to make new. It's going to at least challenge the all-time highs here today. And that's an absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible resilience. So trade your technicals. I mean, Macy's a different story. It's been a dog forever. So hard to really get on the bull train in that. But some of these stocks that have been, you know, on uptrends and they're pulling back, it seems like those are the ones you want to buy. Uh, a couple other headlines here, Spencer, which we'll just move away from the earnings. Take two. Can we go take two? We can. What happened to the first take? Hey, I'll be here. All <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see Spencer, what you did there. Spencer, okay, we're, so, we're, we're affecting his mental, uh, his the, mental capacity. The, here. The, right, but the stock's down five bucks. They lost a, a key. Uh, yeah, the, the VP of creative at Rockstar Games, which is a subsidiary of Take-Two, is leaving the company uh, in March. And this stock got hit down all the way, I believe in the 117 hill on this. So this guy, you know, he was the VP of Rockstar and he must have been a Rockstar here for the company. I don't follow closely enough to know exactly, but 
Um, this obviously was a key person that they lost. Down to 117. Again, the buy the dippers just lurk below. Full disclosure, I'm long take two in the long-term portfolio. But they lurk below, and it's already got half the losses back. Um, you know, it's never good when you lose somebody that's obviously designed and done a lot for your company. Uh, so key exec lost. Yeah, I, I heard that uh, they were done with the rock star, and they were going to do country star game. And uh, so they just kind of oh, let them okay. go. That's all right. That's uh, big drop. You got you got a recovery here. The I jokes don't, are just awesome today. Yeah, one seventeen even pre market low. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that. But I'd be in an area of interest here. One seventeen thirty three. If it did get back down there, that was November twelfth low. After that, one fifteen thirty seven. Uh, on a rally here, this thing is trying to rally back. It's quite a bit off the low. I will use yesterday's low as potential resistance. Uh, yesterday's low comes in. Ah, it's way up there. You're not going to see yesterday's low. Yesterday's low was 124.80. So if they really try and get this thing moving to the upside, get out there 124.50, 124.60. You make it done on a don't, little little sweet bottom. Don't expect that, sympathy moves here because this is just an exec leaving. It's very company specific. So don't expect EA and ATVI, you pair traders out there to follow suit on this. I'd almost expect the opposite because we don't know where he's going, Dan Hauser. So just imagine, you know, that they knock down, you know, 5% down 4% on this to take two for losing this exec. What if he showed up at one of the other companies? So we don't yeah. know where he's going. I don't know if it's been announced where he's going. Um, maybe it has, but I, I, I didn't read through the release, but I don't think it's been announced. So, I mean, keep that in mind, you know, that keep that in mind that name Dan Hauser. I mean, if he shows up at one of these other companies, it's going to be a lift for those stocks. Hey, Dennis, have you seen this Myomo? This MYO? No, I know the company, but I, what's the deal? Well, two days ago or Friday, the stock was 27, 27 cents, 28 cents. Uh, now it's $24. What? Actually, it was thirty-five dollars well, yesterday. Yesterday, Bowser. So, well, they have this product. They have this 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 really cool. Um, I guess you can call it a, a bionic uh, limb type thing uh, for people who have lost the use of their arms or legs, and it, it connects to your brain, uh, and it's designed to uh, get restore functionality in your limbs. And the headline is: This product is being covered. Uh, the full cost of the product is being covered by a German health insurer. So it was approved for reimbursement by a German health insurer, and that was the catalyst. That was Monday. That was the catalyst that blasted off yesterday. That was the, it was actually after the close on Monday it was announced. So blast off goes to thirty seven bucks or whatever it went to, and then comes all the way back down to twelve, and now it's blasting off again, doubling here this morning. That's yep. Wild trading action above my pay grade. I have no idea how to trade something like this. I don't want to uh, know how to trade something like this. Ah, boom, boom. I mean, you had that big pop yesterday, seeing ah, a lot of people stuck on this. I uh, did come back down. Don't think we're going to see yesterday's high in this. Um, I'll just say right now, the action here, you've gotten as high as uh, 28 even. So I'll keep that as a potential resistance point. Uh, no idea where support is. What was the other headline you wanted to hit on, Dennis? That wasn't earnings. I think there was one. Um... Well, we talked, we talked to cruise lines, right? Did we, did we, Cause I talked so much on the pre pre market show. Like we did mention yeah. the headline there. We, I think in passing, we mentioned, mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, the cruise line stocks are just scary for me. Um, you know, yeah, they're rallying here this morning, which makes zero sense, but it's on the vaccine that they think, you know, there's going to be a vaccine and they've been beat up pretty good, but I just logically think, you know, now you get a cruise ship and you can quarantines. Who's going out booking a cruise here. I got to think these companies going to want like cruises before this. I said, I didn't like going on cruises before. Well, this. and then people do. So, but you know, even if they warn though, it doesn't matter. I mean, Nike warned on their China operations, the bloody stocks up. So it hey, goes down $4 last night. And now it's up. So hey, I don't know a, what matters. Let's riff through a few things here. Um, is, uh, what's the symbol for Airbus? I always mess it up. Uh, it's OTC. So it's, it, a, it's like four yeah. or five letters. Tell, yeah. tell them to me. Uh, Try a- try E A D S F. Holy Spencer, you're good. Man, oh man, you are replacing Brent. 
or or E-A-D-S-Y. I got all these you got all these letters just floating around your head all the time. That's impressive. I I can't make anything out of this folks. It it got upgraded and I see it's a also an ADR. I just give you one fifty four seventy five. Where's it trading at now? One fifty two. One fifty four point seven five. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. One fifty four seventy five all time high. Yeah. Yep. Um, and 152 was the close. So you need the whole 152. It's kind of where it's trading now. 154.75 all-time high. Lots of earnings tonight. We're going to hear from Qualcomm, Twilio, Peloton will be interesting. Um, PTON. It's going to be interesting, and I think they're going to have a good quarter. I really think so because there's been so many advertisements, a lot of people buying it. I feel like they're going to have good numbers. I don't know, you know where the guidance is going to go from here. Long term, I still think this is not something I want in my long-term portfolio. It's a gym membership, Dennis. It's a gym membership. It's an expensive gym membership. I'd rather go to my Planet Fitness. At I don't know, but in the wake of it's the... A, you know what? You go to the, the gym, the... you got to pack your bag, you go swimming. It takes an hour and a half. I tell you right now, I just... Are you done decide, swimming now? I'm, what'd you say? You stop swimming to just just because you got your Peloton? No, it's just part of my overall regimen. Uh, but yeah, I just like if I hop on there twenty minutes a half hour, break a sweat, you know. Uh, well, you can hop on a stationary bike and do that too. No, I but don't you don't it. have like the internet. You don't have like people. I have the internet. You. I bring my iPad over there. They don't say, Joel, this is your twenty fifth <laughs> ride. Congratulations, Joel. So pretty it's more personalized. Girls, some pretty cute girls too. Working I, I, anyways, I, I do believe they're going to have a good quarter. I would not want to be short going into the quarter. I think the way they've advertised, it's uh, it's advertised to me all the time. I think the numbers are going to be good. Here's so, here's my idea. Nobody, I, I'm not shorting the stock. I agree with Dennis, but for a different reason. You know, they'll have a great quarter. Nobody wants to go out in public. They're afraid of the virus. They're going to work out at home. Ooh. That is my hot. Ooh, choice. Spencer, hot coronavirus, Peloton, coronavirus, coronavirus play. PTON is a play on the coronavirus. You heard it here. Wow. So right. is Netflix. Yeah, so is Netflix. Uh, Netflix. All right, let's just talk. You know what stock we haven't mentioned? The price what? action in? Oh, yeah, we did briefly. Tesla. Yeah, briefly. What are we going to do? What well, it's we downgraded do? today. Yeah. So the reason it's down here today is it did get downgraded. Um, who downgraded it? I, 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 think it was I, I think it was Canaccord. Yeah. Canaccord downgrades it to neutral. I mean, the stock's down 45 bucks. Who knows where it goes? Like you said, people who are thinking that thing's got to hit a thousand bucks are getting punished today. Does it still hit a thousand dollars eventually? Maybe, but this thing's hard to trade. I, I still at night, I still trade. You know what I find? It's actually easier to trade after hours than it is pre-market or in during the day because it's slower. It's slower trading after hours. So you can actually like work out. You don't have to be an algorithm. Like this thing's moving around $10 every minute here intraday. But after hours, it's actually slower. It slows down to like ten percent of the pace. So I can I know I shouldn't be saying that, but I've actually traded it last night and made some money just scalping with it and looking, you know, and obviously you gotta be careful with that. But I find it easier to trade after hours this stock than intraday. It's not like it just went from eight thirty five to eight forty five. Pre market, no. Like it's crazy right now. But after hours, it's like, ah, you know what? Some of these high frequency trading programs shut down there because the computers want to go to sleep. <laughs> I, 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 I tell you, is, it's easier to trade after hours than it is during the day right now on this stock. I think you have some. I know I, I said I would, wouldn't give technicals anymore on it, but uh, I can't resist. Um, 833.88, that was yesterday's low. So if you're looking for a target on the downside, that's what I would buy. I wouldn't go long there with Dennis's money. Uh, but if you don't hold that 833.88, you could be seeing 786.14 today. That fills the gap from Tuesday's trading. But those are those are loose numbers. Those are numbers to potentially cover a short. Uh, I have no idea uh, where to get long. Uh, maybe I'll text Lisa and see where if she wants to add more to it. But uh, <laughs> you're I, buying more. You're buying I, the I, no, you know no, what? no, no, yeah, no. Buy I'll the on everything. One. Why not? No, no, no. Uh, not unless they come up with a vaccine. You know, I don't think you can really. Don't put it, it might be the next headline. Don't put it past Elon. All right, uh, let's wrap it up here today. I want to thank our guest, Fari Hamzi. Thanks to everyone in our chats, both of them, the one on YouTube and the one on premarket.benzinga.com. You can always catch a podcast of our show or rewatch our show on YouTube. Click on the link in the description of this video for a free two-week trial and discount to Benzinga Pro. It's our real-time news platform. 
Also, the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference is coming up at the end of the month in Miami. Go to BenzingaEvents.com to learn more there. You can always give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 734-494-0246, or email us, premarket at Benzinga.com. Last thing, please remember, all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. And we're done, I think. So, everyone, have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.